We need you, Jesus. We can't do anything without you, dear God. We give you all of the glory and the honor, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Mark, chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, beginning at verse, beginning at verse 51. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed, and in themselves beyond measure, and wondered, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves. For their heart was hardened. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk about considering. Considering. You can be seated tonight. Thank you, Jesus. As you um you read concerning the disciples and Jesus and the multiplying of the loaves and the fishes, the Bible tells us that in one one place. Jesus saw that the crowd, he knew that they had been with him all day long and that they were in need of something. They was in need of some, some they hungered. and He knew that they had need of something. If not, they was going to perish. And he began to inquire of his disciples of what did they have that they could feed this multitude. And as you read the text, you know that by the disciples' response, they didn't believe that they had enough to supply the needs of the multitude. They looked at it as if it was insignificant, as if it was small, that it wasn't enough. How many know tonight that it doesn't take much for Jesus? It doesn't take a big auditorium. It doesn't take a big crowd. But the Bible says, teaches us, and it shows us that God can do with, do with the smallest of things. He can make the impossible happen. Uh, the word of God tells us not to despise the day of small things. It's amazing the people that have a carnal perspective and outlook on things. As they look at things from a, a number standpoint and how big is the building and how big is the congregation? Uh, how big is the city? Um, I understand that it doesn't take all of that for God tonight. I understand that God can do with some of the smallest things that you could possibly imagine. And when he does it, you can rest assured that you're not going to leave wanting. You're not going to leave lacking. The Bible says that they told him that we got seven loaves and uh, some little fishes. And he told them, you know what? Have everybody to sit down. He began to bless it. He broke it. He multiplied it. Everybody was fed. And I can't help but notice that the Bible says that they was all full. 
They, they was all filled. They didn't leave lacking. They didn't leave rubbing their stomach. One day saying, I wish I would have had some more. Matter of fact, if they did, they would have had more to give them. I want you to know that my God knows what he's doing tonight. My God knows how to multiply it. He knows how to blow on it. He knows how to feed your need tonight. Come on, I, I, I'm, I believe the same thing tonight. I don't believe we need to look at going anywhere else. I believe we got the goods tonight. I believe that it is happening right here tonight. I believe that revival is going to come here and it's going to come through this church. I believe it tonight. I know we got doubters. I know we got naysayers, but guess what? Let them talk on. Let them murmur on. Let them complain on. I believe that God's going to do the work. You can be seated tonight. So, from that standpoint, it wasn't enough. But with Jesus, it was more than enough. You'll find out that the Bible shows us that the prophet came to a, a woman's house and he desired for something for her to make him a cake. And the prophet begins, to, the woman begins to tell the prophet that, you know, I really don't have much. All I got enough is to feed me and my son. And after that, we're going to die. Okay, and she was content. She was ready that this is going to be it. We're going to eat our last meal, and it's over. I want you to know that when you put it in the hands of God, I want you to know that there's no doubt about it that God is going to multiply it. There's no doubt about it. You ain't got to worry about the meal running dry. You ain't got to worry about the oil not being enough. My God knows how to multiply. He knows how to take some of the smallest things, and he knows how to multiply it. He knows how to cause it to reach the masses. I don't know about anybody else, but I believe in the word of God tonight. I believe that I'm in the hand of the almighty God that can do all things, that there's nothing too hard for him. It's nothing too big for him. You can be seated tonight. We got to be careful when we start talking about it. it ain't big enough. We ain't got enough people. It's amazing what people try to build their relationship with God on. I'm going to tell you, if you build it on who's there and who's not there, I'm going to tell you that's a shallow relationship. It shouldn't be built upon that. It should be built upon the word of God. It should be built upon the, the power of prayer. It should be built upon Jesus Christ. Jesus said it like this. He said, you know, if you build your house upon anything else other than the rock, then you're going to rest assured that that house is going to fall. I'm not interested in my labor being in vain tonight. So that means I got to build it on the right thing tonight. I got to build it on the word of God tonight. I got to build it on Jesus Christ because he is the rock tonight. I'm not building it upon people. I'm not building it upon hype. I'm not building it upon special speakers. I'm building it upon the word of God. I'm building it upon Jesus Christ. I'm building it upon the Holy Ghost because that's the only thing that's going to last. 
You build it on the sand you want to. All of that other stuff is building it on the sand. That's a shallow relationship. And when the heat gets turned up, that thing is going to cave. When the flood comes, it's going to knock it down. But I want to build, be built upon a sure foundation tonight. I want to be built upon Jesus and nothing else. You can be seated tonight. And so, text we read here is, Jesus has entered into their boat. There was a storm, and he was walking on the water, and they thought that it was a spirit. Come to find out it was Jesus. He told them to be of good cheer. As he got in the boat with them, the storm ceased. And the Bible tells us that they did not consider the miracles of the loaves. Because the Bible says that their hearts were hardened. You'll read where Jesus, shortly after he performed the miracle in feeding the thousands, the Bible says that he tried to instill in them some sound doctrine. He tried to make them aware of something, to be alert about something. He told them to be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Bible says that they thought, they reasoned within themselves, they thought that he was talking about bread and that they begin to point fingers and talk about it's because we didn't bring bread. It's amazing how quick we are, it's amazing how quick we are to point fingers. It's amazing how quick we are to try to find fault in something else when the truth is our hearts are hardened. And that's the reason why the word of God can't get through to us. That's the reason why we can't perceive spiritual things. It's because our hearts are hardened. I want to be able to perceive what Jesus is trying to get across to me. I want to be able to understand the word of God when it goes forth. I don't want my heart to be hardened to the point that I miss out on what God is trying to get across to me. I want my heart to be tender tonight so that I can receive the word of the Lord. Oh, come on, somebody. I believe you ought to get your hands in the air. You ought to open up your mouth and ask God to break the hardness of my heart. Help me, God, to receive your word, to receive your truth with gladness. Help me to receive the preached word of God. You can be seated tonight. It's amazing. We'll come. Services after service. Prayer means after prayer means. The same old hard heart that can't receive instructions, that can't receive the word of God. The Bible says that Moses got sent Moses down to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And Pharaoh refused. And so God caused plagues to come upon the land and after each plague while it was happening Pharaoh said okay I back off I'm going to let the people go and once that plague was lifted the Bible says that he hardened his heart it got to a point where the word came back 
the man of God came back to him and the word came from God. How long will you refuse to humble yourself? Come on, I don't want to be in a state where I refuse to humble myself. I want to come to God and let God know I submit to your will. I submit to your plan. Whatever it is you want to do in my life, I submit to it. I'm tired of coming to church, refusing to humble myself. I'm tired of coming to prayer meetings, refusing to humble myself. But I want to be humble. I want to be broken. I want to be contrite. I want God to get through to me. I want to be able to feel his word. I want to be able to feel what's taking place in the house of the Lord. You can be seated tonight. And so, the disciples, it was pointing fingers. No, he didn't bring the bread. He didn't bring the bread. And Jesus, Jesus looked at him. He said, how is it that you think? I'm talking about bread. I'm not talking about bread. He was talking about the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees and what they was teaching. He said, are your heart yet hardened? In other words, you have a hard heart too? To the point, I'm going to tell you, if we can't receive anything from God, it's not God's fault. It's not anybody else's fault. You know what we need to stop doing? Because we're all prone to it. It's in our nature. The point fingers to point to lay the blame on everybody else from the beginning of time we inherited from Adam and Eve Adam uh, God came to Adam and asked them where are you what are you where are you why why I don't see you what's going on what happened he said it's the woman that you gave me that caused me to do it Eve she put the blame on the serpent it's the serpent that begot me you know what we need to stop blaming everybody else and we need to take responsibilities for our own own actions. It's not my brother. It's not my sister. It's not the leadership. It's me. My heart is hard. It's been a long time since I prayed. It's been a long time since I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. It's been too long. And now my heart is talus. Can't nothing get in. The word of God can't get through because I got a callous heart. It's been a long time since I've been praying. It's been a long time since I allowed the Holy Ghost to wash over me. It's been a long time since I came to the altar and cried tears of repentance. It's been too long. And that's why I can't receive God's word. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Somebody need to think some things through. Somebody need to think over some things. You need to consider how good God has been to you. You can be seated tonight. So it's not anybody else's fault. It's my fault. Truth is me. Truth, I got to take responsibility for my own actions. And so their hearts was hardened. They, they, they didn't even consider. They saw the miracles. They saw him multiply and feed thousands. They didn't even consider. They, they, their mind was somewhere else. We all have seen what God has done 
in this church alone. We've all seen the miracles that God has performed. There are people that are miracles that are in the house of the Lord right now. And we've all seen it. I don't want to miss what God is doing. I don't want my heart to be so hardened that I don't sit down and consider what God is doing, what God has done, and guess what? What God will continue to do, despite what people say, despite what they think, despite how, how they are evil and, and say slanders and all, they can keep talking. That's not going to change, stop God from being God. God is still going to perform. God is still going to pour out the Holy Ghost. God is still going to heal the sick. God is still going to raise the dead. God is still going to open the blinded eyes. It don't matter. God is still going to be God. Be seated tonight. We got to consider some things. We got to sit down and we got to seriously shut off everything, get rid of all the distractions, get rid of all the negative voices. We got to get somewhere alone and sit down and consider. We got to think through some things. We got to think over some things. We got to put some thought into it. You'll realize that God has been good to you. You'll realize that, guess what? We don't even deserve it. We don't deserve his goodness. We don't. When you sit down and think about just how great God is, about all the things that he's done, you realize that you're nothing. You realize people that think they got it all going on, they, they all that in a bag of chips, when you sit down and really think about how great God is, you'll figure out that you ain't really nothing. You're just dust from the ground. David said, when I consider the heavens, he began to talk about all the things that God has made, all the things that he's done. He said, what is man? What am I? What am I? What is man that thou, that thou thinkest? What is man? What am I that you you care about me? You come and see about little old me. I'm so thankful that God cares about me that much. I'm so thankful that God has extended mercy to me even when I didn't deserve it. I'm so thankful that mercy follows me. It covers me. Let me tell you something. The only reason we're here tonight is because of God's mercies. Jeremiah said it like this. He said, it's because of your mercies we are not consumed. Let me tell you something. It ain't because of your knowledge. It ain't because of how smart you are. It ain't because of the job that you work. It's because of God's mercies that we stand, that we got breath in our body. Oh, I believe somebody ought to give him some praise tonight. I believe you ought to lift them up. I, ought to, I believe you ought to give him some thanks tonight. He's worthy of it. I said he's worthy of it. Come on, when I consider how great God is, I can't keep my mouth closed. When I consider how great God is, I can't keep my hands by my side. He is great and greatly to be praised. You can be seated tonight. Some people need to think through tonight. You need to think about where you was a couple of years ago. 
and how the devil laid traps to try to destroy us, try to destroy our free futures. But in stepped Jesus to pull us out of that snare, pull us out of that trap. And we're here today. We need to think over some things. We need to think how we're behaving. We need to think about what we're talking about. We need to think about what we're looking at. We need to think about who we're rubbing shoulders with. We need to consider some things. We need to think it through. We need to think about what kind of text messages and emails that we are sending off to other places and what we're saying in those text messages and emails. We need to really think it through. Prophet, the people they had got to, you are reading in the Old Testament in the book of in the book of Haggai, how the people they had got so relaxed. See, they didn't think it through. They thought it was time for them to be about their own thing. They thought it was time to be about their own agenda. And the prophet, the word came to the prophet, and the prophet said, Is it see? They said it's, our, it's time for us to do our thing. It's our time to build our houses. It's our time to make our money. It's our time to be about our little thing. But the word of God came to the prophet, and the prophet said, Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses while this house lay waste? He said, Consider your ways. Consider your ways. I need to consider my ways, and if I consider my ways, I realize it ain't time for me to make as much money as I possibly can. It ain't time for me to be about all of my business and all of my agenda, and that's my priority and my priority only. It's not that, that's not the time. The time is for us to build the house of the Lord. The time is for us to be about the work of our God. It's about the, it's, it's time for me to be about my father's business. It ain't time for me to prop my feet up and say, so take thine ease. It's time for me to knock some doors. It's time for me to teach a Bible study. It's time for me to tell the world that there's only one God and his name is Jesus. It's time for me to be about my father's business, not my own business. If I'm about my father's business, he'll take care of my business. He'll take care of it. Come on, he ain't going to let me be out on the streets nowhere. He ain't going to let me, cause me to be lacking in anything. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He said, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen a righteous forsaken nor the seed out begging for bread. God knows how to take care of his people. You take care of God's business, God going to take care of your business. He's going to take care of you. You can be seated tonight. So I want to sit down and I want to think about some things. I really, I don't want to miss, I don't want to disregard how good God has been to me. I don't want to forget. There are still to this day, as a young person, I can remember sitting on this second pew right here and hearing all the testimonies about how God healed people of cancer back to back. No problem. Pray one minute, anoint a handkerchief, send the handkerchief. Next word comes back, people, they ain't got cancer no longer. I don't want to forget that. I don't 
want to forget how good God has been and what God has been doing. Come on, I can't forget his miracles. Come on, I'm a walking miracle myself. I shouldn't be here. I can't forget what he has done. I got to sit down and consider. I got to sit down and think some things through. You can be seated tonight. I can't allow my heart to become hard. And allow it to become callous. The devil wants you to become hard-hearted. The devil wants bitterness. Your heart to be full of bitterness. I want somebody to know tonight, you may have came in here bitter, but you don't have to leave that way. You can leave here changed. You can leave here renewed or filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to leave in that state because I'm going to tell you, with dealing with bitterness, bitterness just don't stay with the person that initially has that problem. Bitterness, the Bible says, that it defiles many. All it takes is one person that is bitter about something. And people, and a, every, a lot of people, a multitude will be defiled because of it, will be led astray because of it. We've seen it happen. All it takes is one, what's the old saying? All it takes is one rotten apple. Destroy the whole bunch. I don't want to be that rotten apple tonight. I want to have the right spirit tonight. I want to have the right spirit. If I came in here struggling with something, guess what? I can leave here with sweetness in my heart. All I got to do is get a hold of Jesus Christ, and he'll make my bitter situation sweet. Come on, somebody need to do what Moses did. Moses took that tree branch and he threw it in that well and the waters were turned sweet. Honey, that's Jesus Christ. He can change the bitter and the sweet tonight. He can change your heart tonight. He can fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. He can cause you to leave here with joy and rejoicing in your heart tonight. I want Jesus tonight. Come on, I'm trading my bitterness in for Jesus tonight. I'm training my bitterness in for the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm training my bitterness in for the things of God tonight. I want God to work on my heart. Let us remain standing tonight. Come on, somebody, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Oh, come on, somebody, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Make it up in your mind. I'm not going to stay like this. Make it up in your mind. I'm going to change. I'm going to let God change me. I can't let this destroy me. I can't let this tear me apart. I can't let this destroy my family. I can't let my heart be hardened. I can't allow the things that I'm hearing. I can't allow this world to cause my heart to become callous towards the things of God where I can't feel nothing. I can't feel the Holy Ghost. I can't pray through. Somebody lift up your hands. It's been a long time since somebody's prayed through. Since those tears has run down your face. It's been too long. Come on, I can't forget all the miracles. I can't forget the fact that I'm surrounded by miracles. When the doctor said it was over, Jesus stepped in. When the devil tried to destroy your life, Jesus stepped in. Come on, I can't forget. 
I can't forget. I can't let my heart become hardened and not realize that great things are happening in my midst. And I can't see it. I can't perceive it because my heart has become hardened. It's been a long time since I prayed through. It's been a long time since I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. It's been a long time since I've submitted myself to divine authority. It's been too long. I got to get back to that place where God can touch my heart. I got to get back to that place where church is more than just going through the motions. I got to get to that place where my soul thirsteth for God. Oh, somebody lift up your voice, lift up your hands and call upon the name of the Lord. The Holy Ghost is in here. This altar is open tonight. Somebody come down with your heart, lift it with your hands. Voices elevated, calling upon the name of the Lord. think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid ground. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, how he placed my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Lord, you're worthy of all the oh, glory yeah. and all the honor and all the praise. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the 